Here's one of our favourite moments from Jason Lawrence. Check out the full show on our podcast feed. Hi, I'm Holly. I'm 31 and I'm single with a secret. Today is the day. This is it. Cards on the table. It's all going to be out there. Holly, are you ready? Yeah. What's the secret that's been holding you back finding love? Ten years ago, I went to prison for trafficking. On top of the prison thing, I am a recovering ice addict. That's heavy, Holly. I know people who have been through all sorts of terrible addictions, and when you're in it, you don't think there's a way out, do you? I remember vividly thinking that there's no way out. Nathan and Holly met on Friday night. We put on a few drinks to see if uh, she could hit it off with anyone. You two seemed to hit it off. As you've discussed, it's 10 years ago. Yeah. So it's pretty deep in the past. The main thing is that you've learned from it and that's not who you are today. Oh, Nathan. I know, what a good attitude. Oh, I was so hoping that this would go like this. Is that refreshing, hearing that reaction? Yeah, that's the one that you like to hear. That was Holly there. And you know what? The reaction to her and her past and some of the things she's dealt with was actually really encouraging. Oh, Hearing so that people nice. can come out the other side. You know, yep. I think I think we've all met someone or know someone who's who's battled with some form of addiction. And it comes in all shapes and forms, let me tell you. But um, it's nice to know that 10 years later she's turned her life around and she's giving her life now to look after other people in a similar position. Now that we know the secret... This morning, Holly's going to join us and tell us the story behind it. When did she first get hooked? What what is she spending Mm. to get these drugs and how rife is it in Melbourne? Don't forget, uh, if this is a trigger for you or someone you know, Lifeline is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 13, 11, 14. You're listening to the Jason Lauren Podcast. Holly is back with us, our single girl with a secret. And on Friday, all cards were put on the table. Yes, she no longer has a secret. Exactly. The secret is 10 years ago, she was addicted to ice and then, as a result, started selling it to fund her addiction and ended up in jail. Mm. Now... This morning, we want to get the story behind it. Remember, if this is triggering for you or anyone you know, Lifeline is a great service that can help. 13 11 14. Holly, welcome back. Can you take us to that moment 10 years ago when you first tried it? Um, yeah, I can. Um, look, it was 10 years ago, so bear with me here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think about it all day, every day. But, um, yeah, I was just hanging around with a different group of people, um, and it honestly was just offered to me at a time when I was seeking something outside of myself to make me feel better. From then on, things just started to change. And where does that then take you? Oh, well, depends. If you're me and I would start, I started staying up for days and weeks on end because I didn't want really? to come down. Yeah. So no sleep? You just have more? Yeah, no sleep and I'd just have more. So we were talking to your mum earlier last week and she said there was a time where you said you were popping out for five minutes and you didn't come home for five days. Is that is that what we were? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, it's, you know, like, I was doing stuff, but, like, the premise of it was um, the ice was the main sort of event. Yeah. Were, were you sort of... Where were you spending your time? Were you, was this sort of, like, on the streets, in homes? Um... It, it was a mixture. I think at first it was very, um, 
It was like there was factories that people owned that we'd go to or people's cars or not on the actual streets themselves. Some people, like, would go to their houses and I did have people over at our house for a little while there as well. Was there ever a time where you thought, this thing's going to kill me? Yeah. Like, I had those thoughts quite often. Yeah. Holly, how were you paying for the habit? Because you would have been spending thousands. Uh, so I'd lost my job through um, pretty early in my drug use because yep. rocking up intoxicated isn't, you know, it's frowned upon. Um, and I was receiving Centrelink, but it was a very minimal amount. So that's when the drug dealing came in. So to afford it, right? you know, like you buy larger amounts, you sell off some to, you know, pay off some more and then you've got your own personal stash. Like it's a whole Jeez, little a system. vicious cycle. It's like a whole pyramid. And, and where were you hiding it? At home? Um, no, I think by then I was not allowed on the property. Right. Um, so I was living in my car. So you'd be there just two o'clock in the afternoon, all the drugs laid out in the car. Yeah. you packaging it all up to sell it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you'd, I'd have, like, associates, I guess, like, who would have maybe, like, a house or something you could yeah. go to. But by then you don't trust anyone. No. I, only, I got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to use on my own. I can only trust myself. Um, and I was just, like, with myself for quite a lot of time. And you were still doing ice when you were jailed? Uh, yeah, up until the point I was. Can, can you talk, talk about that? How and why did you get arrested? Um, every time I was arrested, it's because I fell asleep in my car. And this last time, me and this Well, you were parked. Yeah, so me and this person, we'd parked on this oval and we'd just fallen asleep. We'd been up for a really long time. And then you wake up to, like, the the cop knock um Mm. and you know that one and yeah same process arrested interviewed um but this time around when I went to leave like I was at the door they're like oh sorry like you're not going there's warrants out for your arrest you haven't gone to court and bang 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 and I was um taken straight to the cells wow for the weekend and then transferred to the women's prison next mum had to come see me and that was really sad she came and saw me in the cells and she brought me some clothes and they smell like mum. You're just a kid. Who wants her mum? Hear more of Holly's story. Yes, Holly, our single girl with a secret who no longer carries the secret. She did reveal to us last week that 10 years ago she was addicted to ice, which caused her life to completely spiral out of control, including ending up in prison. Jace. 13 1065 is our number if you would like to ask Holly a question. Um, you know what I was just thinking, Holly? You know how you ended up in jail? That would have been the first time you didn't have access to drugs. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much. So you would have been completely coming down in the cells. I was very unwell. Yeah. yeah. And was that a changing moment for you? The changing moment, and just to be completely honest, it wasn't. Like, I, I went through the process, and yeah. trust me, I was, I was shaking in my boots. Like, yeah. I wasn't having a good time. Um, Mum had to come see me, and that was really sad. She came and saw me in the cells, and she brought me some clothes, and they smell like mum. And, like, now whenever I smell her drawers, not that I sniff her drawers, but, like, <laughs> if I do, it, um, the smell of that takes me all the way back to that day in the cells. Like, it just happens really instantly. Well, you're just a kid. Who wants her mum? Like, you know, I don't know if you heard your mum saying this to us on the show the other day, but she said when she got the phone call to say that you're in prison, 
it was a relief for her because she knew where you were mm-hmm. and she knew you were safe and she knew there were people watching over you. And then when your mum comes and visits you, even though she sounds pretty stoic, your mum, she must have been in some distress. Was there a moment where you were like, shit, I'm not just doing this to me, I'm doing this to my family? Yeah, that was probably the most clarity I'd clear thought I'd had in a long time. But it wasn't until I'd gone from the cells to the women's prison that I had that thought because I needed a few days to dry out. Yeah, right. Mm. So you get out of jail. Mm. Did you keep using? Um, not instantly. I used once. Um, when I got out of jail, again, my, my I was so used to the life I'd been living for three years that I got out of jail. And I was like, all right, you know, so see you, Mum. I'm out. Yeah, that was not an option. She went like... I don't know, the warden from Shawshank on me. And yeah. I wasn't going anywhere. She needed to do that, though. Oh, she yeah, she did. Um, I hated her for it. That's yeah. Like, that's... At the time, I don't now. Like She was no trying means. to save your life. Yeah, and I was so... It was really... That was difficult. We were we fought like cats and dogs, but it got me here, so... So, at what point did you say, I'm not doing this anymore, I've got to change? Um, probably, like... <laughs> my um, second week of rehab, I think that's when the penny... Not the penny dropped, but, like, I started having thoughts of, like, oh, I kind of like the rehab. I like the people who work here. They've got this lived experience. And I started having these ideas of, like, oh, hey, like, I don't have to be a using drug addict. I can be a clean, recovering drug addict and do good. Like, it was very simple thoughts back then. Mm. But I, I liked the I liked the lives they were living and what they were doing for us. Helping other people. Yeah. Ever since then... Has there been a moment that you've come close to using? Um, In the 10 years since you've stopped, have you ever come close to breaking? Probably in the the first two years, it was like I was doing good and I wasn't outwardly chasing it, but you're so raw and so vulnerable and so sensitive to everything. So there were a few occasions where, like, my first thought, it was always like, oh stuff this like and I you know I knew it's who, too hard yeah like, I knew who to time. message I knew who like where to go yeah. um but then the idea of using actually became too hard it used to be really simple and then I would like if I thought about it, I'm like oh but then you got to message that person then you got to go do that and it just mm. became too hard and I thought yeah. I'll just sit with the feelings it's mm. fine look phone lines have lit up um 131065 is our number would you be happy to take a couple of calls sure awesome Sky from Pakenham, good morning. You've obviously heard this secret play out. Uh, how do you yeah. feel about it and do you have any questions for Holly? Um, now that everything is out and we know that you were dealing slash an addict, would you date someone who also did this? Great question. It is a good question. Oh, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Like, I would, but just like everybody with me at the moment, I would have questions. I think, you know, there I think you I'm, go. Yeah, I'm allowed to have questions. What yeah. would be your concern? You'd want to make sure that they're in a good place like you are? Yeah, I want to know what they did for their recovery, what work they've done on themselves, how far... You know, I'd want to, yeah. I'd want to know all the staff, actually. So when you're on a date, mm. you're happy with a guy to ask you as many questions as he wants? I definitely am. I think, like, if it's, like, the first or second, like, some questions yeah. can be a little bit too... Personal. Personal, personal but that's any anyone on um, any date. People yeah. can get to... Well, I was telling exactly. you about, you know, on your dates when you're like, marriage, kids, too full on, mate. You just want to roll them out. Do you really ask that? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get a date first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, let's go to Hallam. Juzzy, good morning. Have you got a question? Yes, I do. Do you still talk to your friends that you used to use with? Oh. 
No, I don't. There's a few people who I used to use with who are also clean now. Yeah. Um, but we don't. We're not in close contact. And if anyone messaged me who is still using. I, I, you, you smell it a mile away. I'm pretty good oh. at just ignoring. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Do, you, do you miss those friendships? Not anymore. I used to. But yeah. Mm. No. There's going to be a lot of people listening today, Holly, who are struggling or who could be struggling or vulnerable. What, what, what would you say to them? Oh, look, if, they're, if they've acknowledged that they're struggling and they're feeling vulnerable, I would just say reach out to a service. If, like, if you can't talk to friends and family, like, just make a call to, like, there's a lot of public services out there. And for people who have loved ones or friends and family dealing with it, do you have anything to say to them? Um, my su- strong suggestion there is just to reach to... Um, I'm going to offer services again, family services. Yes. Go look after yourself. And don't give up. There's always hope, right? Yeah, always it, hope. Would, there would have been people that gave up on you. Totally, yeah. There was so many people, like, that gave up on me. I gave up on me, actually. That's the main thing. I gave up. Um, and then I came back, so... Your family never gave up on you. No, no, no. They they were mad at me, but I, I don't I don't blame them. Mm. Holly, thank you so much for mm. sharing your story, because I, I I really genuinely think you would have helped a lot of people by sharing your story. And I think as we put this whole social experiment to bed, um, we proved that forget these red flags that we call them or secrets about yes. ourselves that get are stopping you finding people. love. You know, get to know people. The past is the past. People change. It's been a fun couple of weeks. Yeah. You've been through a lot. You've been through a bit. You've put people through a lot, but you're an extraordinary young woman who deserves all the best moving forward. Oh, thanks. And remember, if this chat has triggered anything for you or you know someone who's going through something similar, Lifeline is a fantastic service to use. Mm. 13 11 14 is their number. Thanks for listening to the Jason Lauren podcast. For more great content, check them out on socials at Jason Lauren.